Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man, and welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic show for a beautiful midweek Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago, live in the studio today. Not only myself, but more importantly, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, now making what appears to be a habitual once-a-week visit in the studio. Great to see you, my friend. It's beautiful today, but... We got a little snow and uh, cold coming, my friend, as uh, soon as tomorrow. Uh, old man winter's going to finally arrive uh, tomorrow morning, Coach. So I'm headed west out to Aurora for my summer home, Coach. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be in the city during the, during that mess. Is there any truth to the rumors that old man winter does have a couple of illegitimate children that uh, has not been spoken about but soon to be? You know, besides besides hurricanes, you know, which are named after women, but now they're named after men now, so they're hemicanes also. Mm-hmm. How come most of the bad? Weather events are named after men. Have you ever noticed that? It is interesting. It is interesting. But you know, those winters get long. I, I you know, old man winter, mother nature, you know, little nooky nooky on occasions. Possible. Possible. Stranger things have happened. There could be a, a couple little weather related kids running around this fine city. Uh, absolutely, coach. There, if you think about how many kids I have September, October, November babies in the world. Uh huh. There's Mother, a lot of birthdays around that. Uh, just Mother Nature could have been friends. very nurturing. That's that's one thing. You just have to find out where a person's from, and you can guess their birthdays. Hey, where where are you from originally? Where were your parents from? <laughs> oh, Alabama. Well, you know one thing that that kid was not born like nine months after July or August. It's By the hot. way, speaking of birthdays, I went to a website, and I will get this to you, Big Dog. But it, it, you punch in your birthday, and it tells you how many months, how many hours, how many minutes. Oh, that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, you'll be happy to know I have been on this uh, fine planet Earth 667 months. That sounds about right. Not yeah. too bad. 2,900 weeks, 20,297 days. I don't want to put pressure on you, big dog, but this is the beginning of day number 20,979. Well, uh, you're doing pretty good so far, Coach, I have to admit. Yeah, we'll see. Best day of your life. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that motto, eh, by the way. Kind of weak. <laughs> Best day of our life. I love that motto. 888-463-6748. Phone lines are open. Big Dog and the coach will be talking sports and more. we got a lot of basketball on the docket. I don't know how much football we're going to get into today. We're certainly, I promise you, not going to be overanalyzing the uh, football games no. for this weekend. We might preview them a little bit, but starting tomorrow, Big Dog, we do start to dissect. We will be dissecting tomorrow. I, I, I wouldn't mind talking a little football later on in the week. There's a lot of basketball uh, to be talked Woo! about around the world. My Ow. goodness, there was well, the greatest Ow. game I've ever seen an Illinois player have yesterday. I mean, maybe not the greatest, but he scored 43 points. Brandon Paul in leading Illinois in a victory against uh, number 5, the Ohio State Buckeyes, was phenomenal yesterday. I was watching that over in the Deluxe. Have you ever heard of that place? Uh, Bud's Deluxe in yeah, Champaign? Some, something like that, yeah. Great fried fish sandwiches along with old pool tables. I don't think that's the place unless you were in Champaign, Illinois. I'd much rather have an old pulled pork than an old pool table. Ah, I love a pulled pork. I like Delicious. Pulled, I like the Heckey's pulled chicken even better. But uh, interesting, one of the great. I think it will go down as one of the greatest single games 
mm-hmm. for a Illinois Fighting Illini. Got some college basketball fans out there. You watched the game yesterday. Illinois upsets Ohio State at Assembly Hall. The Orange Crush now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the students were not back in school yet. So the crush was there, but it wasn't in full fort. But still, a great crowd, great atmosphere. Assembly Hall can rock. No doubt about it. The Illini pulled off the upset. Unbelievable game. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Paul, finally, Big Dog, finally, takes his game to that next level, maybe a couple levels up. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that we've been waiting around for a long time for him to finally show up and and, and be the Mr. Illinois. It was Mr. Bas- Mr. Basketball in Illinois. So uh, it's good to see him have this breakout game, and hopefully he could lead Illinois uh, and, and play like this the rest of the year. Now, he doesn't have to score his 56% of their points like he did last night. That was that's ridiculous. But man, At 43 was points, hit eight three-pointers. His three-pointer with 40 seconds left to put the official oh my dagger into Ohio State was a horrible shot. It, well, well, but, Coach, there was, he, that was at the end of the shot clock. That was the only shot they had. Well, they, they inbounded well, well, the ball with 4.5 seconds left. Well, all I know is this. When the ball went through the hoop, it was zero on the shot clock. All right. Well, the he shot out, it with two seconds to go, but it was that big of a rainbow. It took two seconds to come down. It's just coming out of a timeout on a side out of bounds under uh, side out of bounds play in a critical situation. A fall away three falling towards your bench contested. A chuck with a hand and a body in your face. That's not exactly the shot that you want, but unbelievably it goes in. It didn't clink and hit back. No, no, it went swish. Pure. That thing was pure. I don't even wow. think the net moved. Wow. When that went through, I was like, this game is over. <laughs> hey, did did we get enough pictures of Mr. and Mrs. Paul, by the way? Uh, the, can we have a few more? Unbelievable. Wow. wow. And, you know, great attitudes. They were, they were as cool as parents could be. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were under control, but still smiling and enjoying it. So I thoroughly had no problem with Mr. and Mrs. Paul, but my goodness, the TV cameras. I mean, come on. Show me a Joseph Bertrand. Give me assistant coach Jay Phillips for a, you know, 30 seconds or so. Yeah, that's, they did concentrate on the Paul family. Wow. Mrs. Paul was his coach, you know. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brandon Paul's mom was the one who taught him basketball, not dad. She was her, his coach all the way through a fairly competitive eighth grade travel teams until he joined the Warren High School program. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool because, you yeah. know what, a, a lot of times women are more fundamentally sound when they're playing the game of basketball. So mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing wrong with yeah. taking a, a advice from your mom. Yeah. Well, she I know knows in, what she's doing. In, in your dating life, now I know you're all set in, uh, now, but in your previous, you know, dating life, when you would look around, there were different things you would look for in females, but, you that, know, a female that was fundamentally sound was always important to you. That was, uh, that, there was always an upside to fundamentally sound. <laughs> Is there a fundamentally sound website? Now, you can go to? now, when you're talking about dating life and a woman, what does fundamentally sound mean? What, what, Not what, sure. What? I was going to ask you the uh, same question. Like, uh, does that mean uh, like no like gender roles? That's good. Like, know the role of a man and no role of a woman. Like, some some guys and some women don't like that. Some guys like me like that, and some women like that. You know, like there's yeah, like was... a man's supposed to take the garbage out, okay? <laughs> You know, and a woman is supposed to do certain other things that we don't have to say right here on air. I was thinking more of, uh, you know, it comes to a jump stop under control at a moment of critical situation. I was thinking whether or not if there's dishes in the sink, whose job is it to do them? Willing to deliver the, uh, you know, the ball and, and make uh, teammates better, if you know Are what you, I mean. I'm supposed to help around with her jacket. I think we're on two different wavelengths of fundamentalism. Yeah, <laughs> At any rate, it was good to see. Great win for the Illinois Fighting Illini. I mean, Northwestern Wildcats play tonight. We'll see if they can pull off the upset Who as well. Who they got tonight? Uh, Michigan. At Very home? good Michigan team at Michigan. 
Ooh, Michi- at, Michigan's playing very good. This is the best Michigan team since the, before the probation in the late 90s, definitely. Before definitely. the who? When they, because of the Chris Weber oh, yeah. uh, distraction. It- Let's call it a distraction okay. when they lost scholarships and postseason eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of hurts a program. Are we talking like the post-Fab Five era? Yes, yes. After, after they found out that Chris Weber was the highest paid player in Michigan for <laughs> basketball that year, the Pistons got upset about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we'll see if they can pull off the upset. But Illinois did. It was a sweet win. Yeah, it was. Great college basketball atmosphere. And the kid, Brandon Paul, you are exactly correct. He's had, you know, 20-point games, and he, he scored a little bit. But the difference, the difference, and you've heard me talk about him, big guy. I watched him in high school, and I thought he was a little bit overrated because he would tend to kind of just float mentally into and out of games. He was never really engaged last night. Last night, not mm-hmm. only was he hitting the threes, but he was leading teammates. Yes, yes. He was firing up guys on defense. He was pointing and directing and leading intensity-wise. Those are things from a mental standpoint we hadn't seen from this kid, so I hope he takes that along with the tremendous shooting and carries on from there. He he has begun doing that this year. That wasn't the first night of doing it. That was definitely the most. Obviously, when I guess if you drop 43 on somebody, it's a little it bit helps. easier to, to be a leader yes. at, at that point. But he has shown signs this year of grabbing the reins uh, and and just like trying to take control of the team and, and luckily he's doing he definitely has to do it now that Maniscalco is still out with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Sam Maniscalco, you're supposed to say God bless you. Oh, you're so good looking. Thank you very much. Beyond the sports today, by the way, David Olson is going to give us a quick update from Las Vegas on the Consumer Electronics Show. I'm anxious to hear some of the hot new items and uh, probably the most if there's one show convention show you want to go to. The Consumer Electronics Show is the show to go to. Also, we got the results from the New Hampshire primary. Mitt Romney winning first place, a surprise second place. We'll talk a little sports guys talk politics today, big dog. And I have in front of me also, I wanted to throw this out at you. And do any of our listeners, uh, beer consumption. Uh-oh. Down a little bit, by the way, this year. It's, I've really concentrated on Jack Daniels this year. That's why. <laughs> I don't know if the results can be... Directly linked back to you, but possibly the fact. I hate fact to tell you, yeah, that's. I'm really yeah. going to try. I'm trying to cut back, right. coach. Not Maker's Mark, huh? Uh, well, uh, Maker's Mark is legitimately like seven dollars more a bottle than Jack Daniels, and if you go through like five or six a week, that's that's a little. You know tough. what I mean? Over the course of a year, that's a lot of cash. So five or six a week. I, my house is ridiculous, coach. You have ah. no. It's. It's for, people okay. come to my house and they just bring ice cubes. I was, I I'm was, like, why don't you bring a bottle next time? <laughs> I was worried it was just you with the five or six a week. So it was, it's the United Nations as a whole. Oh, yes, it is. It is. Trust me. It, 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 trust me. People, they drink Jack. They drink the Yak. Depending. Just, we have people that can't say the, the letter J that come to my house all the time. Mm-hmm. I love these guys. The, the Orhays, the Jose's, <laughs> my friends of the world. Okay, it's just funny when they hey, give me some of the Yak, Joel. I love it. <laughs> Nothing better. Hey, by the way, right, I want to see if you can pick out the first, second, and third on the top beers that are sold most popular beers in america in america yeah year 2011 the results are out we have a surprise moving up into the number two spot but real quick mishmash maui cinemax cindy some of your female friends out there big dog uh, wanted to follow up on yesterday's discussion they were worried about you they're thrilled to see you in the studio you did go kayaking yes ladies and gentlemen out on the chicago river in the middle of january and you appear to be at least healthy on the outside, your mental state, we're uh, not sure. My mental state is absolutely phenomenal, Coach. The most perfect day I've ever gone kayaking. It, there was one other boat in an hour and 45 minutes of kayaking that we saw. It was a sheet of glass. 
A little windy, but it was a perfect temperature if you were in the sun. And if you weren't in the sun, you just had a kayak a little bit faster. I, I was in a t-shirt and felt absolutely phenomenal. Now, Lily the Lilac was up in front, like, you know, mm-hmm. fluffing off a little bit, not doing too much up there. I'm just, did, she, she was, did, did she at least have a paddle? She did have a paddle. She was working pretty hard, though. I was actually, okay. she didn't realize how often I was not paddling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all, because she's in front. She has no idea, you know. So every once in a while, she was like, why are we going so slow? And then she realized because I wasn't paddling for like 10 minutes. I'm trying yeah. to bulk her up, though, Coach. Yeah. Have, I, want, they, I want a thicker neck on her, a little bigger shoulders. <laughs> yep. But she so. does have solid fundamentals. Extra, uh, no, her fundamentals are... Fundamentally ex- very strong. Coach, uh, I had a fried egg tortilla for breakfast. Awfully good. Yes. Little, awfully little cheese in that good. or no? Yes, of course, cheese with some sriracha sauce. She took very good care of me. As a matter of fact, she's like, do I need to go to Dominic's <laughs> to go pick up some onions and peppers to put in here? So don't oh, worry about it. It's oh okay. Oh, boy, that'll, that'll kickstart your you day. Talk, now, that's it. fundamentally sound. That Ooh. is a fundamental, and she wonders why I'm always doing the right thing for you. Yes. You treat a man right, fundamentally sound. Ask Lily the Lilac if mm-hmm. I could possibly come over for breakfast once a week. That come sounds right down, coach. awfully good. What kind of cheese? Chirachi? No, 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 no. She just put the regular cheese, but sriracha hot sauce. You don't know what sriracha is, Coach? I'm not familiar with sriracha. Ooh. David Olson also not familiar with sriracha. Uh, it's it's hot cock sauce. Sriracha. Hot cock sauce? That's what they call it. It's it's Korean for hot cock sauce. Ah. And there's a picture of a massive rooster on the on the on the bottle. Oh boy, I, that's what I thought you okay. said. I wasn't going to follow that up, but okay. But that's. Uh, I, I was going to explain it. Please. I won't leave you hanging like that. Don't worry. And then it's, but it's Sriracha, S-R-I, whatever, but it's S-R, Sriracha, so it's like Thai or whatever, and the stuff is flaming hot. If you like spice, Woo. you throw yourself some Sriracha on there. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's the Asian version of hot sauce. It is phenomenal. I put it on everything. As a matter of fact, I brought it to a, a Mexican place and busted it out and started putting it on a burrito. It was, it was It's better than any Mexican hot sauce I have. Put chair in your chest? Uh, yes, yes, which I'm trying to have Lily cut back on that. <laughs> but she loves the hot sauce, so we're going to do, you know The only I mean? problem yeah. is we get sidetracked here. The only problem with a really hot, hot sauce, it may taste good, but it destroys your taste buds. And what I've found, if you go super hot, you then you know, can't taste the rest of the meal that you're eating. And in this case, it sounds like a delicious meal. I, I, I hate to tell you, but that's exactly what's happened to me. So now my meal comes down to hot sauce and texture. <laughs> That's basically all I have. It tastes, it feels, it sounds like it tastes good. I can't taste anything, but it, it, it feels good though. You know what I mean? Cause you know, texture, that's like, I cannot eat calamari. 1% of calamari is delicious. The other 99%, anything chewy to me. So like, well, I was given a meat the other day and it was so chewy. I'm like, this is disgusting. They're like, oh, you didn't, you don't like it just because it's stomach. I'm like, I didn't know it was stomach. I don't like it because it's, I can't chew it. If if you can't chew it and break it down in your mouth, your body's not supposed to digest it. That's just my own personal that's, opinion. That's probably a good good safe assumption mm-hmm. when we're talking footage. By the way, if it makes any difference, if you're keeping score at home, big fan of the grilled calamari. Not a fan of the fried calamari. I'm with you. I like I definitely like the grill a little more than yeah. the fried, especially if you get it. You put it in a little like uh, lemon sauce. or oh, something. Oh yeah, like, and the lemon. The, the citric acid helps break down oh. the amino acids oh. on the calamari, which Absolutely. makes the calamari more tender. Absolutely. That's why, that's why you gotta grill that stuff. You grill, and don't over grill. You gotta keep that stuff soft on yeah. there for a second. But you, you get the appetizer at a restaurant, and, and, and I could go off on appetizers. Well, what are you talking about? Cloudy cooks for me every single day. Well, that, that's, that's yeah. different, but I'm talking about the fried calamari, and I've noticed a definite downgrade in fried calamari over the last 10 years. Everybody's got it in their appetizer menu, but it's gotten, it used to be, you know, mostly calamari. 
with a little bit of, of you know nice fried, not too bad. But now it's like it's like some of the onion rings you get, where it's like eighty percent the fried stuff, and you know you look in there, oh there's there's a little thin piece of onion. Well, you can blame that on uh, the laziness and oafishness of America. Yes. Okay. I mean, most people can't get enough. That's why I, it's almost impossible for me to eat out nowadays because most of the time I usually see. I really don't care because I'm in pretty good shape, but still, I still worry about it every once in a while, Coach. It's it's difficult to eat out with everywhere you go. It has about ten times as much fat in it as you possibly think that is really in it. Especially mm-hmm. you know you go to these fine dining restaurants and oh, it tastes absolutely delicious. Well, but they did was they took a lot of fat, they put a bunch of sugar in it, and somehow your your food fell out of it. Is basically what they do nowadays. Hot sauce and texture, <laughs> the meal of champions for Joel Radwanski. Oh, uh, and just finally to get to uh, Mishmash Molly, Cinemax, mm-hmm. Cindy, and all the female fans that appeared to be worried about you yesterday. Apparently, yes. no male people were worried about you. They were probably hoping you sunk twelve feet under. But uh, everything good. You came out okay. Not a problem. The river was, and you were the only one on it. The, honestly, the, the two of us, uh, we were in one kayak. We we went into a double. We were the only other boat besides the one that went past us twice, like one that went up and went down. So we saw one boat in hour and forty five minutes. Typically, I will be passed by a boat once a minute. I'll see sixty boats an hour yeah. easily. Sixty boats an hour will pass us during the summertime. Yes, during the summertime. Mm-hmm. Nice. And and like on a Saturday where it's uh. Where it's uh, like a the water show or whatever the heck is going on in Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. maybe every five seconds a boat will pass. You'll see ten thousand boats on a on the water. So to see none, it was phenomenal. It was so good, I can't even explain how cool. Beautiful. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The big dog live and safe and healthy after a somewhat dangerous mission with the uh, young lady friend yesterday on the Chicago River. Mm-hmm. That is outstanding. Phone lines open. You want to check in? Two guys and a mic here. Big dog and a coach. Every Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, five days a week, one hour a day. By the way, we might have our uh, first in a long time anyways, uh, outside live webcaster appearance. We'll, when the details are official, we'll make sure we announce that. But uh, you and me could be out and about. Yeah, uh, Coach, we are going to be out and about when when and how soon yes. that's up in the air right yeah. now. Any chance David Olson will volunteer to be out and about with us? Depending on it, when it is, yeah, I, I would volunteer to do that. We might need you, like, out in the uh, audience to, you know, when me and Big Dog are, like, really dying to at least attempt to help us out. That's what I'm here for. Uh, uh, that would, uh, David, I'll definitely have you there. We'll, we'll we'll make sure you have a driver to take you home. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of my roommates has been escorted out of comedy clubs because he laughs too hard, and I'm not making this up. Bring him. Yes, that's we my point. Is him. We're bringing him. We're bringing, yeah. and he's coming. And we'll promise we won't escort him out. Well, actually, we might have to, actually. He can get obnoxious, coach. But yeah, he can, he laughs real hard. You get him a little drunk, you tell him one joke, and it's over with. So hopefully it'll help. We'll have at least one person laughing, either <laughs> at us or with us, but either or someone will be laughing. Okay. All right. Bring the, bring that guy and David. At least we'll have two people. And like you said before, if we do die, there is right across the street. From this place, there is a cemetery, right? Yes. We don't have to go far. So we're all set. I'm all about doing stuff local, Coach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Real quick. Uh, yeah, the beer consumption, 2011. Yeah. A moving up into the number two spot, breaking up a little bit of a monopoly. Who do you think is number one? Um, Which specific uh, beer? Specific beer. So you're talking like Miller Lite, something like that. Right. I'm, I'm going to go Miller Lite, as the, or Bud Light is going to go number one. I'm going to go Bud Light number one beer. Final answer. Bud Light. You want to phone a friend? No, I don't want to do that. Bud Light? 
Bud Light is number one. David Olson shaking his head. I've done my research here. It is number one. That's, That's what I, I thought it was standard Budweiser. That was you know, and, and the uh, the article that I read, they kind of went back and forth. I think it's the Bud Light, but it could be wrong. It used to it used to be Budweiser one, Bud Light two. But did they do the flip flop? You, you know what? I, I I was caught in between going either or, and I just have recently seen. Right. You, you might be right, but um, Anheuser Busch. Budweiser might be number one, but David, I go out, everybody has a Bud Light. Every single girl on the planet drinks Bud Light. Every single woman. It's, uh, it's like. All right, now uh, what beer do you think broke up the Monopoly? Moving into the number two rank. I would say Miller Light. Mm-hmm. Bad year for Miller Light. They're down the number four. Wow. They then, major then slippage in the whole yeah. man up campaign. Yeah, Coors Light then. That's what I was, that's Coors Light was, I was going to go. Coors Light. Yeah, there's now no, Coors is part of the Miller company, right? It's yes. Coors Miller. Yeah, uh, Miller, so which is funny because Coors and Miller in the 1800s had a massive, horrible yes. rivalry against each other. Yep. So it's, they're both German, you know, making their beers here and there. So it's kind of cool that Miller now owns Coors. But Coors Light is number two, broke up the monopoly, and then either Bud or Bud Light. We appear to have a differentiation. Any of our listeners out there, you want to clarify that? 888-463-6748. And then Miller Light. Shockingly, down to the number four spot. Bad year for Miller Lite. Uh, the man up ad, by the way. They're horrible. They're, it has been canceled. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh, those are the worst ads. Yeah. Well, one of the worst time. things that uh, Anheuser Busch did or uh, Miller did is they fired their longtime ad company and replaced him, and that's why he got the crappy ads. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, because I'd say that Miller High Life, living the high life, the that massive that was good. They're they're phenomenal, and, yeah. and right now there is a thirty pack of Miller High Life that's had a lot of beers out of it. There's always a thirty pack of Miller High Life in my fridge, and that Brian usually brings that home. The guy that laughs really hard. Yeah. So yeah, that that was a good campaign. I even like the radio version of the campaigns where you got you know guys calling in to like the hotline. Oh, hey, yeah. you know, I'm in a bar <laughs> eating gator wings right now, and I'm not living a Dude, you're eating gator. So that was that was a good yes. bit, but they kind of left that bolt. Yeah, that's uh, I haven't seen that. Well, I just I, I loved when he goes he goes into like the dog show, the big dude in the god show, a <laughs> temple of basketball and or hockey and hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with dog shows makes me laugh, Coach. Anything with dog shows, I, I laugh. Beautiful. We'll have to get well, maybe for our live appearance, we'll do a little dog show bit. Okay, that would be excellent. Yeah, that we'll would do be a excellent. dog show bit. We'll bring your roommate. We'll get David Olson drunk, and quite frankly, you get those three things going. Whatever else happens that night, I think it's been a success. And I, I know a bunch of dog lovers that I can get out, Coach. <laughs> uh, too bad half of these dog lovers live in this neighborhood, so they like to eat yeah. the dog. So that's an issue. <laughs> totally, that's another issue. In the neighborhood you've been hanging around? <laughs> no, dog, dog. Oh, and they- <laughs> <laughs> Not the one I've been hanging around in, never. <laughs> Oh, that's not quite the dog lovers we're looking no, for. No, not those type of dog lovers. <laughs> dog lovers of a different kind. All right, uh, 888-463-6748. I do want to get to a little pro football uh, uh, sneak and peek, and we're going to get to football Friday. We'll break it down next th- uh, tomorrow and Friday. If you're into football analysis, nobody does it better than the big dog. He'll give you the, the insights, the outsides, the things surrounding the game, and then he'll break it right down to the freaking core and dig out the core like a good person cutting up an apple, mm-hmm. and you just dig out the core, pull it out, rip it out, and those seeds just fall to the ground like great clues. How's that for a description of your football? That, that sounds really good. And then later on in the week on Friday, David Olson will give you the winning picks for the games. <laughs> I can break <laughs> it down, though. Stuff. I can break it down. I yes. tell people what to watch for. Yeah. I can. Just right yeah. now, I'm only, I'm, I'm still at 57%, Coach, yeah. which right now, 
there was some guy right now picking 50% when she was picking 57. So. Yeah. You, David also reminds me of my older son uh, in, a, in a snowstorm with shoveling. Me and the younger guy will be out there shoveling the driveway, you know. And, yeah. yeah, real hard work and work. And then he'll come out with the shovel, you know, like at the very end. Do a couple little pushes. Yeah, to the neighbors, you know, the hands are up. Hey, baby, we're all done over here. I'll get the driveway all clean. That's David. You do all the hard work. He makes the picks. We come back on Monday. He wins, and you, you're you still trying to figure out what the hell happened. I'm still not a loser. I'm, I'm not Just because I'm in second place, I'm still picking that 57%, Coach. Yeah. So It's a great season. Against the spread. Yeah, you, you've had a tremendous year. It's no not over yet. Not. It's not over yet. I know I got three winners coming up this week. Yep. It ain't over till it's over. I still... Uh, well, I have no chance of, of having a winning record. The only thing I can accomplish in the few football games that remain big dog is some sense of uh, A, ego boost, and B, momentum heading into next year. It's going to be a losing year for me, but I can at least finish strong and at least have some momentum. It, as every gambler knows, it's it's how you finish that is the most important thing. Trust yes. me, and how you start. Yes. If, you, if you start out with $10,000 in your pocket and end up giving somebody 20000 yeah. your own money, it's not the same. Yeah. Okay, so every it's, it's urologist, by the way, says the same thing. It's how you finish. Huh? Yeah, and but the start is key, also. Everything come out all right in your last uro- urologist. Just continue visit? your thought. I'm just mentioning your philosophy and a urologist are right in line. Well, I've confused myself now to the point of delirium. I, I'm done with talking about gambling. <laughs> Don't gamble. How about that? Don't oh. gamble real money. That's the best thing that we can tell you. Hey, we talked about college basketball. Want to get in a breakdown? We have not talked much NBA. The Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls, in particular, and both you and me. For a rare moment, rarer for me, I think you've watched a little more Bulls basketball. I Finally, I watched the game from start to finish. Want to comment on that? But real quick, we had mentioned the Consumer Electronics Show going on in Las Vegas. This is basically where a lot of the new gadgets and technologies are previewed. It's one of the coolest shows around. Mm-hmm. Not open to the public, right, Dan? It is not open to the public, no. It's a hard ticket to get, but what are... Some of the things we might be seeing in the near future or maybe like five years down the road as technology continues to snowball. Well, the big thing are the uh, ultra, ultra, ultra thin TVs, meaning mm-hmm. I'm talking like a couple millimeters thick. Uh, who's developing wow. it? Uh, Samsung and LG are developing OLED TVs, which is organic light diode TVs. Wow. Which are, they're like, they're like smaller than a picture frame. And the picture is supposed to be incredibly vivid. And then Sony is, uh, using crystal LED, which is more or less a smartphone type screen, but to bigger proportions and the screens on those are supposed to be incredibly vivid. So at some point down the road, the flat screens that we have now that we think are so sleek are actually going to be considered bulky. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for example, the ones this year are like uh, about two inches thick. Wow. A uh, year from now, I mean, it's that those things are going to be seem like they're massive. Hey, won't that be bad, big dog, for moving companies? It sounds like we could pick that up and move it ourselves. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You still have to move fridges and and washer and dryer. So there's nothing you can do about a refrigerator, or washer, and well, dryer. Well, yeah, part of the new technology Dave's well, about to tell us they're coming in with the super thin refrigerators. Well, even <laughs> even even the. Even with the uh, TVs now, the big ones, they're not heavy at all. I mean, I've got I've got a 46-inch plasma, and it's only 35 pounds. Yeah, you can pick that up and put it right up, up in your, on your wall. It's, just, no it's the yeah, size now, of it that makes it awkward. But uh, What about the, the breakability? I would worry as it gets thinner and thinner. You get a little bit of a, you know, somebody sneezes too hard, that thing could shatter. No? I don't know. That's... 
Well, supposedly plexiglass is unbreakable. That breaks all the time in hockey. So yeah, two, you so, said two millimeters. Two millimeters, yeah. Wow. And the picture, I'm assuming, even better than the current. Yep. Wow. Yep. And speaking of uh, better pictures, uh, it looks like the TV makers are starting to sour on 3D, uh, and now they're looking uh, at ultra definition is the wave of the future. UD. UD. The new. What's going to be after ultra definition? Because ultra definition will be passe by 2015. <laughs> but what ultra definition is? It's it'll be super ultra definition. It's four times four <laughs> times the clarity of HD TV. How much what more the, clarity do you need? No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I was looking for at least eight. I was, that's half of what I was expecting. I'm disgusted. What's wrong with technology nowadays? <laughs> no, no, but I do want to hear more about this. But can I have my I have my question? Obviously, the island of Japan does not have enough people on it. How was the walking robot from Japan this year? Because every year they come out. With I don't think I don't think they've rolled out the walking robot yet. Right. I mean, it's still going on. They still got a oh, couple okay. more. You still got three more days. It's like every so. year they get the new one, and like last year that thing was like walking her up, sitting down, got up, picked up a plate, went back, scrubbed. It was on. Un- and remember, like ten years ago, the thing couldn't even go up a stair. Now it's sitting up and setting tables yeah, for yeah. you. Robotics is that's a whole other mm. technology that continues to advance. What's your What's your thing that you look for, David? Like, is there like any, cause for me, it's, I, I do like the robotics thing, so it's the TVs for I you. I do know, yeah, like, I just, I like to hear the new things that are coming down the, uh, coming so down anything, the pike. Yeah, anything. anything. Okay. Anything and everything. Uh, tablets are big. The, uh, tablet computers like the iPod, those things are getting smaller and smaller mm-hmm. and thinner and thinner. So they're, they're big, but the, they're so big, they're getting small. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, motion control is really big. Uh oh. Uh, Microsoft introduced it a couple of years ago with their Connect controller. Uh, it's a you know, video game system where you use your hand and your body motion to control mm-hmm. it. Now they're integrating that into TVs. So if you want to flip through the channels, you just wave your hands. Oh, boy. Flip, this is flip, not good. Flip, 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 flip. LG's got one. This that's coming out next year. Big dog for the adult film industry. This could be both problematic and probably highly successful. I, I would say it would be more problematic because you're doing your business <laughs> and the channel keeps changing. You know what? There's this whole saying, how many people can pat their head and rub their stomach at the same time? <laughs> I mean, if you think that, that's a lot going out there, coach. So that's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect a thing. We're gonna find that there's like one in every 10,000 guys are gonna be extremely happy. I mean, seriously, I can't do it. I'm gonna end up hurting myself. But there's okay. gonna be five or six, like, who turned the damn hockey game on? What the hell's going on here? It's impossible. Okay. The whole, the whole movement motion <laughs> revelation can, can yeah. go a little bit too far. Is that Charmaine Star? <laughs> Martha Stewart. Yeah, you're right. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then the uh, integration of uh, smart TVs oh, where it's linked yes. to your smartphone. Yes, so yeah. you can surf the web and share apps between your phone and mm-hmm. your television and everything. Or That's find really out, oh, oh, my goodness, I forgot that Illinois was playing Ohio State. And boom, you just tape right from your phone and it's getting recorded, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's good. So our, our kids' kids will probably look at the what we think is the pretty sleek, cool remote control. Of today, and they'll look at that thing like, what no, no, our kids, hell is no, that your thing? your kids won't. Well, well, they've seen it, but it's we're talking ten years by the from time now, they're it's going to be obsolete. Yeah. Yep, completely obsolete. No such. Mm-hmm. It'll be all on like keypad. Except for like a grandma that was just didn't want to change back. Like I still have a big fat wide TV in my bedroom. I refuse to take it out. I'm like, I can't see anyways. I can only see out of one eye. That's a total blur. So my, like my friends are like, how can you watch this television? I'm like, you know that HD screen you talk about how great it is? I can't even tell it's an HD. You can put it in regular television. So ultra definition, all that stuff, it makes no difference to me, coach. It makes, I can't see anything. Yeah. I mean, four times more 
better definition than the already HD? I mean, how much more realistic do, do uh, you need? This is what I gotta say is Linda Yu is now out of a job. Do you know, I mean, you know, and you know how sexist, you know how sexist it is. Okay. For a guy that isn't as bad as we know how many women news reporters right now are freaking out. Well, they're, they're going to have to wear this much makeup in yeah. order to go on television. I remember they did when high definition came mm-hmm. out. Well, now it's ultra definition. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, well, you and me, we were hoping to have, you know, get, bring this show to TV at some point. I think both high definition and 3D would probably ruin both of our chances on television. Uh, I, I learned the reason why my skin was so I don't, nice I don't do today. well on 3D. You're skinny or 2D. That's part of the reason. But I don't have any T-spots on my skin, Coach. I've learned this this morning. That, that's you don't have I, any uh, who? T-spots. T-spots? I, I, that's what I was told oh, this God. morning. That's that's why I have nice skin. I don't you know mean, what that means. You mean like indentions from prior acne problems? Is, Is that, that what, what that's called? I'm not I sure. Have no, I don't know. I was like, I'm another sure. thing totally baffled me. I got a lot of wrinkles on my forehead yeah, from you, stress. Yeah, I'm going to get them, too. I, 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 like, I squinch all the time, yeah. so I'm going to get them. Yeah. I got them. Well, trying to control you for 10 years over the radio airwaves has, uh, yeah, that's prior be. to that, I had a pretty smooth forehead, actually. Must be really, really difficult. Yes. You know, you haven't lost much hair, though, in the 10 years. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I, that's, I've lost a lot. Yeah. So. yeah, but some of yours is voluntary. <laughs> uh, anybody that's got uh, some thoughts on that, thank you very much, David. Sounds very cool. Consumer Electronics Show, it is probably the coolest of mm-hmm. the many, many convention shows that go on throughout the country, a lot of them here in Chicago, many of them in Las Vegas, uh, but we'd love to hear from you. Thoughts, positive, negative, maybe you've heard of some new technology that uh, our expert David Olson didn't bring up, 888-463-6748. The phone number, speaking of Vegas, big deal, I haven't been there in 12 years, and I'm getting a serious Vegas itch. Never. I've never been there. You've never been to Everybody Vegas. Everybody always talks about that. I wow. stay out till five in the morning, party with my friends. I've been to like Miami a bunch of times, San Francisco, Los Angeles. I mean, Las Vegas excites me this much. I don't want to go there. I could gamble the same exact way in so many different areas in the city of Chicago that I don't have to worry about going well, to Las Vegas. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe you're right. I, I need to go out there, but there's so many other places that I have more interest to go than that. Tourist track. That's interesting. I, I would think on the on the front that you would be drawn to that, and it is a bit of a tourist trap. But you can go to all these other places that have nightlife and that have gambling. But and again, it's been a while since I've been there. But mm-hmm. Las Vegas is different. There's just a different feel, a different energy, a different atmosphere. Unbelievably good people watching, by the way, which I know the two of us are. Yes, are big fans. When of. I'm it's, not getting watched, I do either or. Yeah, in your case, you're right. It works both ways. <laughs> you know what? I, let me go out there with like ten grand in my pocket. I don't want to go out there with like five hundred bucks, coach. Do you know what I'm saying? I want to well, have fun when I'm in Las Vegas too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. And I had money w- way back, and I still didn't go to. I would go somewhere else. I, I had places. All I really like gambling on is sports, and I don't have an issue finding places to gamble on sports right. in the city of Chicago again, as long as I don't yeah. mind, you know, like going to Stone Park to pay off somebody. <laughs> So I mean that's that's the that's the rough part. Okay. You are correct generically. You can do all those things, but I'm telling you, there is something different about Las Vegas. Is it the fact they get free booze in the in the casino? It's the only reason why I would go there because that right there. I think it's the the collection of all of that in such a focused area, quote unquote, the Strip. In all those people mm-hmm. and the masses, I think it's the collective gathering of everybody. David, I think if Joel went to Vegas. First time, there's no middle ground. There is no middle ground. Either it would be a complete disaster and he'd hate it, 
or he would love it so much he would never. I don't. I don't see any middle ground. I think it would be one or the other, and I'm a little afraid to find out. It all depends on who I go with, and luckily the people that bring out the devil in me are married and uh, would never go to Las Vegas with me. Not because they wouldn't want to, because their wives would never allow it. Okay, it would never happen. So it's. I think I could go there without actually making uh, the Hangover Three. I don't think it would happen if I went. Is all I'm saying. I think it'd be okay. All right. We got to talk to the Commander in Chief uh, Chris Whitting, our uh, president in charge here. See if we can get a couple days off. Big dog and a coach. Trip to Vegas, just all you need is a couple days. A week? Too much. I couldn't last a week with you anyway. Two days? Why do we do it? The, Save a half a day for traveling? Uh, how about get... the Thursday and Friday of the opening of the NCAA tournament this uh, year? Everybody's out there for that. Okay. okay. But, if that's, but, if that's, yeah, good, if that's good for you, if that, that's fine. We don't have to do that. I want to do just, I want to gamble on baseball all day long in the middle of April. Just, I want to put down 500 bucks on the Mariners versus the Orioles for no freaking reason whatsoever and sit in the Bellagio and have okay. somebody just bring me uh, Jack Daniels on the rocks. Right. So Frank Sinatra is what they call him in Las Vegas, too, by the way. They're called the Frank Sinatra. <laughs> okay. And, and drink about 15 of those things and watch a ball game. Uh, you can you can sit at the sports bar. You can find me at a $2, if I can find it, roulette wheel or a craps table. Really? No, I think do you, the $2 tables are done. Do you bet no pass at the crap table? I will do that. I will aggravate the uh, the audience. I know that's a technical no-no, it's but absolutely. I, you know, I'll give you my theory in a second. Yes, okay. David? No, what you need to do is you need to learn how to play pie gal poker. Hey, let's keep you it could, clean. I don't do you that could, stuff. You could sit there with $20 and sit at that same table for two or three hours and not lose anything. That sounds like my type of gamble. I don't care if all, you, all you do is push. All you do is it's push, 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 push. A friend of mine showed me that that lived out in Vegas. He's like, "Oh no, you want to you want to get your drink on before you go out clubbing? Sit down at the pie golf table, save your money." Interesting. Yeah, so. and just tip the waitress a buck every time that she knows she's you know she'll come back to you five times an hour. Yeah, and give you a watered down uh, rum and tonic. That's okay. I'll have a I'll have a, a Miller High Life. Open it when you get to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got that right. Yeah, yeah whatever. That right. You know, that well, that, that's a game again. I haven't been there in a long time. Pie guy poker. Pie gow. Pie gow poker. Pie gow poker. See, I, just yeah, get, it's I get poker. nervous sitting down in a card game in Vegas just because, uh, you know, the roulette wheel, the craps table. I don't know why. I don't feel as pressured, a little more control, but you get. You have no control at that point. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because it's the exact opposite in reality. Probably right. You don't tell blackjack, me I enjoy blackjack. I find myself losing money at an incredibly fast pace in blackjack. Yeah, and the reason why is, just to let everybody know, I have a, a very, I, I have an angst about coaching his and his blackjack style. He doesn't know how to play the game, and he sits there and doesn't think there's rules that you need to play when you play blackjack. That's me. There are, and that's why you lose. Remember, we've been through and then this. You've, and you've cost other people money, too. And you say you don't. Oh, no, here we go. We've, and you say you don't. We've gotten into you, this before. The, you... You, if you call for a card that you don't need, it messes everybody oh, up. And boy. I know exactly what you're saying. It shouldn't, but it's karma. Don't hit when you're not supposed to hit. It messes, it, it's just a bad karma at the table. As soon as you do that, it's like the, the house is smiling, coach. They're like, I yeah, keep you're, pulling cards. Every time you pull a card, you, it's a better chance that we're going to win. You're throwing the bait out for me to bite, aren't you? I, you, you I, know I don't want to get, get you I riled up. I completely disagree with that. And you will get me riled up. So I'm going to try to derail myself here. Is that, that's a derailment is what you really that need, not a derailment. Exactly but suffice it to say, I haven't been there for a long time. I think we need to, maybe any listeners out there, you want to join us a little uh, 
Two guys at a mic outing, Big Dog and the coach, whoever else we might drag along. Again, just a couple days Okay. in Las Vegas. I now, like uh, my cousin will fly us out there. He will? Yeah, so if we can just pay for him to fly us out there for like two days. Wait, he'll, your he'll, cousin has a plane? He's got about five. Uh, need to do back, nothing personal, but I would need to do a slight background check before I have a private jet fly me to Las Vegas on the yeah, he's, Big Dog's cousin. He's been flying since he's been like 11. Yeah, famous last word. What is he, 13? 37. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, coach, he's been flying since he was 11. I get the plane, the guy's 12 and a half years old. Uh, he's got a jet that gets out to Las Vegas. Yeah, famous last words. <laughs> I guarantee if I'm in that jet, that won't be the last thing I'm saying, trust me. Tell it's going to be like, woo, about a thousand times. <laughs> I'll meet you at the Bellagio. You go fly in your, in your uh, private jet with your cousin. I'm going to go United Airlines. I, I got uh, the, the stories about those jets that are phenomenal. That'd be something I'd like to tell you off air. Yes, please. Oh, my goodness. Please. We have a, a large, youthful audience listening to the show. Many of the college kids back from home, not back in college yet. Still, I don't know how impressionable college kids are, big dog. No, none at all, unless yeah, you're probably uh, right. unless it has something to do with if it's a if it's a girl. I mean, if it's a man or a boy, excuse me, they're in college. Or trust me, they're still boys in college. Even if they even when they graduate with straight A's, they're still mm-hmm. a boy. Yep. Uh, boobies and beer. Any nineteen year old boy, that's pretty much how you reach them, coach. <laughs> I'm not I love, kidding. I love yeah. your advice, by the way, to a young sophomore who co-hosted yesterday. By the way, did a great job, but the young Jack Washer. Kid out of University of Missouri, you gave him some great advice to the end of the show. I hope his parents weren't listening or didn't take it to total heart, but I know Jack was taking notes after the show. So what did you think of the the advice, David? If you if you weren't listening yesterday, folks, what I basically told Jack Washer is go to a girl that you have absolutely no shot at, say, hey, how you doing, and call her by the wrong name, and just see what happens. Is it, what, that's better shot than nothing, right? It's yeah, a- but it, 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 that was actually used in a movie. Oh, it was? And when you did it, I couldn't remember the name of the movie, but it was uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. I I haven't seen a movie with Love and Other Drugs. He used used the same thing. (laughs) So I I didn't come up with something then. No. It's not bad, Maybe maybe you did. Maybe somebody saw you use it and stole it and put it in a movie. Well, it's never technically worked for me. I just got a little interest. You know, like, oh, a little Mm -hmm. eyebrow raise. That was about it. Well, what it is, it's a a non-threatening opening line. Oh, yeah, it's definitely right? not threatening because all of a sudden someone that you typically thought they were better than you is now trying to prove something to you. Oh, oh, you need to know what my yeah. name is. Yeah. I'll show you why you need to know my put name some, is I'm special. Put Here's why I'm little, special. Yeah, put, uh, put him mm-hmm. on a little bit of defensive, a little bit of the Freddie back pedal side. Of yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to do to a defense and you got to do it in an attack mode. Every time mm-hmm. you're trying to score, depending on what the yep. situation. And just like soccer, you got to, you know, in the midfield, you got to attack down the sides. And then when you get close, you center the ball for the score. Wow, Thank that you is uh, that's that that sums it up. <laughs> I was actually oh, going for that. Oh goodness! All right, real quick. Let's uh, not so quick actually. Let's break it down. We haven't done a lot of Chicago Bulls talk, <laughs> big dog. I feel uh, a little guilty because we do have uh, one heck of an NBA basketball team right here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Legitimate championship contenders. They got star power. They got coaching. They got bench. Great fandom. We got we got a hell of a team here. The Chicago Bull. They played the Minnesota Timberwolves. I could rarely say this, big dog, but I watched an NBA game from start to finish, and uh, it was enjoyable. Minnesota Timberwolves, even though they lost. Yeah, my, fun my, team to watch. My my focus was uh, definitely on the Illinois game when they were playing uh, until like the end when Minnesota made that nice run and, and caught up to the Bulls. But yep. you're right about Minnesota. We talked about them earlier in the week. They're a fun team to watch and. Ricky Rubio, you don't know what the heck wow. that guy's going to do. 
And Kevin Love, I didn't know he dropped that much weight. Yep. Uh, he is looking good, isn't there he? There is an actor, I swear to you, was driving me nuts all day last, uh, all day last night. Um, all night. And, and trying to figure, there's an actor he looks exactly like, and I could not pick it. But you're right, he has dropped the baby fat. That will happen. Yeah, yeah. Is it, you know, 20 year old now? He's about 22, 23. Well, well if it only happened in an off season, he finally decided to work out in the off season. Let's admit it. Possibly. If it all happened, just one off season, he got in shape. Like all of a sudden, Barry Bonds didn't get his grown man's ass in the winter of 1999-2000. Let's, let's not say, oh, well, he grew up. No, he didn't grow up. In a, and Kevin Love <laughs> just decided must have get off, get off his butt and work out in an off season because he looks good now. 6'9", six, 6'10", six, he can shoot the three ball outstandingly. But uh, David Olsen, if you haven't seen him, two guys that are Mike fans, if you haven't mm-hmm. got a chance to watch him, my first look outside of highlights of Ricky Rubio, game start to finish, and wow is all I can say. He is really Really good. Best way I can describe it, though, he is like a master doctoral surgeon in the operating room with the ball. And he just weaves his way through traffic and he sees things. Not every pass is like that dramatic, but every pass cuts through like a sharp knife through butter. Yeah, yeah, uh, Tim Legler said this after his first game and he's went back. He said it again. He said it recently about Ricky Rubio is that the, the mistakes that he makes are because his passes are so good and unexpected that people aren't in the right place for him, so his teammates are in the wrong spot. And also, defenders turn the wrong way sometimes because he fools them. And like they showed, like one guy had a ball go off his knee because Rubio faked him out so much that he spun in a circle. And when he passed the ball, his knee, you know, bounced off the guy's <laughs> knee, and a turnover, a basket is created. So it's like he's faking people out. And they were showing it how much less that his teammates are getting faked out now, that they're prepared for the ball at any time when he's on the court yeah. in any direction. The more they play with him, the mm-hmm. more. They, and you could see it yesterday that they were getting much better at that. Yeah, yeah. Much better at that. But all the people, oh, the comparisons with Pete Maravich, you know, overrated. The, oh, you know, stop comparing Ricky Rubio with Pete Maravich. He is exactly. It's amazing. He's got the body type. His game is exact. I'm here to. He's I'm here not, not the not, shooter, I'm though, not, right? I'm not going to cool off the Pete Maravich. I'm, I'm here to tell you that's exactly who he is. And I'm a huge Pete Maravich fan. I'm now a huge Ricky Rubio fan. Yeah, he can shoot. Okay, uh, ball handling skills. I'm gonna. I have to defer to you. But I mean, you're talking. Do you think Ricky Rubio is ever going to score 30 points a game, Coach? Probably right. Not quite. And without a three point arc either. 30 points a game. Yeah. Maravich had. He only averaged like 20 for his career, but I don't ever, I can't just imagine Rubio yeah. being a 30 point a game no, night guy. I would agree with you only because it's hard to score 30 points when you're constantly setting up your teammate. He mm-hmm. loves to pass first, but I guess the point I'm making is I thought he'd be a weak shooter. He mm-hmm. is a better than functional shooter and he's got a little giddy up going to the bucket. He can finish on the layup. Yeah. He's, that was the most surprising thing to me, but you, you know what? If you, if you execute people right and you can put them on like the yo-yo string, you don't have to be the fastest guy in the world. Larry Bird had an awful lot of layups in his NBA career. We all know he's a great shooter. Yep. I remember a lot of times Larry Bird taking one dribble and just laying the ball in numerous times because you could just fake people out. And mm-hmm. nice he's layup. not fast. He's not athletically gifted. But Larry Bird and Ricky Rubio, you call them basketball quick. Yeah, yeah. It's the best exactly. way to describe. That's like, like a Tim Duncan. Yeah. Tim Duncan is not fast whatsoever, but he's always getting an open look at the at the basket somehow. So, yeah. all right, well, so now right. that's enough kudos for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Bulls, and, and Minnesota was there to win the game. They played a pretty good game. The Bulls, to their credit, took a great crowd and a great, really pretty good performance by Minnesota. And the Bulls 
had to find a way to win, and they did. They just played superlative. And Derrick Rose, big dog, you know, I hope we don't start to take this guy for granted. He has stepped up his game even more. And, you know, it's, it's cliche, but the guy's just absolutely unbelievable in some of his moves. No, I'm glad that you're bringing up the fact do not take this guy for granted whatsoever. Uh, you're talking about a point guard, 12 to 22 shooting, you know, so that's about 54%, whatever it is right in there. That's, that's absolutely excellent. And making really good decisions with the ball. 11 assists. He hasn't had a lot of double-digit assist games. Okay, but yeah, he had an 11 assist game last night. I really like when he defers as much as possible because this team needs to really, truly learn how to have Derek win without Derek Rose being the man every single night because we all know he can do it. But none of us, I don't think you believe it either, believes that the Bulls can win 16 playoff games with Derek Rose out there, you know, punching people in the face for 16 wins. It's, you know, it's going to be Derrick Rose hit you one game and dang and Boozer the next game and then Rose and dang the next game. We really, the whole, the, the goal for me as a Bulls fan, I, I know I have no, no control over it, is to bring everybody else on this team up along with Derrick Rose if yep. they really want to win an NBA championship. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The downfall of the Bulls could be or would be Derrick Rose trying to do too much, especially I think we still have this problem, you know, two, three minutes left, mm-hmm. tight ball game, 30 seconds left. It can't be just clear out Derrick Rose, do everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and another thing that you said don't take for granted, going along the lines, this team is just fun to watch. In the, in the era of me, 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 oh, I need more money, gimme, 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 oh, I'm going to be traded because this market isn't big enough for me, all that other crap. Look at the, how many good guys we have on the Bulls team. How many guys that really all they care about mm-hmm. is winning or losing? And, and if you think about all the off-court problems all the other teams have had, if you think about everybody on the Bulls roster right now, what, Joakim Noah smoked some weed? Think about think about anybody else. Derrick Rose takes care of his mom, takes care of his kids. Luol Deng, his story is remarkable. Carlos Boozer, okay, he's questionable. He's the question mark off the court guy. But everybody else, nothing but good guys on this team. So it, they're easy to root for. And how mm-hmm. often in, in 2012 – Sports fandom, can you say about a, a roster has actually got a bunch of good guys on it? Ronnie Brewer, Kyle Korver. Uh-huh. We don't know the story behind Omar Ashik. He looks innocent enough on the front. <laughs> but hey, yes, yes, you never know when you're when you're called the Turkish delight. Yep, he's got that sweet, innocent Opie or someone on the radio today compared him very rightfully so to uh, Judd Reinhold. From the uh, yeah, that's a good call. From, that's a uh, real fast good. times on Ridgemont High uh-huh. and, and uh, Beverly Hills Cops. Beverly Hills Cops. But he's he's got that innocent little fresh face look, but you don't know what goes on. I'm going to give him I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt just for the simple fact that we haven't heard anything. But I'm not going to assume you're right, Coach. There's probably a skeleton in Omar Sheik's closet, <laughs> and that skeleton at six eleven. It's big. Put some bones on that baby. Bulls beat the Minnesota Timberwolves nine and two on the season, and tonight. At the United Center, arguably one of the most unexciting games you're ever going to watch as the Bulls host the Washington, the Washington Wizards. Wizards. The Wiz. What are you talking about? They got Andre Blatch on the team, coach. Andre who? Uh, uh, Andre. I don't even know how to say his name. Blatch, whatever. Yeah, the, the, the Bulls should win by a million. You know, the, <laughs> the, the crazy thing is there have been six times this season so far going into, well, at least going into yesterday's game. I don't know if it happened, but the six times teams have played three games in a row. Do you know what the record is for the sixth game? Six and oh. So all these teams that have played, so the Bulls are going to make, they're going to win tonight. So 
the seven times a team will have played three days in a row on the third day, they're seven. They'll be seven and zero if the Bulls can win tonight. Interesting. Not sure I fully understand that, but I think I got it. But basically, your point of saying the NBA is not as grueling as people make it out to be mm-hmm. is was right. Even though, like, I do think it's a little tougher than you're saying, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to agree. People should be able to play two or three basketball games in a day without acting like it's the end of the world. But the Washington Wiz, by the way, uh, did win. Did win yesterday really? for the first time. Woohoo! They were 0-8 coming in. They're on a one-game winning streak, so a little momentum is John Wall and the Wizard come marching to town. Oh, I forgot John Wall was on that team, and John Wall's trying to forget that he's on that team. Now, who did they yeah. beat last night? Yeah, John just... Wall was listening. He's oh. like, who's this sports talk host talking about Andre Blatch? They, they beat the Raptors, and oh my goodness, this is a bad team. They got Mike McGee, John Wall. Andre Blatch is coming up to Jamal Crawford. Is that the Crawford? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that team is brutal. <laughs> See, that, that's a bad NBA team. They're, okay, there's 66 games this year, coach. Yes. They're not winning 12 games. That's, that's pretty bad. That, that would be putting them like at a 16 win in a regular season. That's how bad that team is. Yeah. And they got John Wall, a number one overall draft pick on it. Mm-hmm. Who's pretty good. They just don't have a lot of talent around him. Nope. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. All right. Bulls nine and two. See if they can go up to 10 and two and then they'll get a rare day off. I think they are a streak of nine games in 12 day, but they're going to be fun to watch, like you said, Big Dog, an easy team to root for. I know we're a little not completely objective here in the city of Chicago, but I think even people around the country can agree to that. An exciting team to watch, nice group, quality coaching, uh, you know, not quite the edge of some of the Bull championship teams from previous years, and we'll see. Hopefully uh, somewhere mm-hmm. along the way, maybe maybe even this year, they can get themselves a championship ring, but uh, looking awfully good. It's, it does look awfully good. And, and you know what? They're fun to watch. And that's as, that's as much as I, I need on this team. Yep. I definitely go pull yep. for it. Derek Rose worth spending an hour and a half or a couple hours. I mean, he is just absolutely amazing. Hey, real quick. Baseball Hall of Fame. Only got about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin becomes the inductee for the 2011 class, as they say. Just missing was uh, Jack Morris. Had the list written. Oh, Alan Trammell. Jeff Bagwell, I want to see if you think any of the other guys yeah. should be. Tim Raines and uh, and Lee Smith. Um, Lee Smith not making the Hall of Fame is sort of becoming a tradition like Elgin Baylor showing up for the L.A. Clippers at the NBA draft. Uh, uh, Lee Smith was a very good receiver. A reliever was a very good reliever for a long time. That's it. He's not a Hall of Fame player. Okay. But you agree with Barry Larkin? Uh, absolutely, I agree with Barry Larkin. He got 86% of the vote. You're talking about a guy in his uh, in his Hall of Fame career, averaged 15 home runs and 30 stolen bases a year. Hit 295 for a career, and this is a guy that would hit behind runners constantly. He could bat first, second, third, or fourth in your lineup, and he won, I don't know, five, six gold gloves after Ozzie Smith retired. Barry Larkin, without a doubt, is a Hall of Famer. I love that guy. He made the all-star team 12 times. Wow. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, there you go. He won five silver sluggers mm-hmm. as the best hitting shortstop in baseball. I, so, I, I also you know, read, I was surprised about that, he was the very first. 30-30. 30-30 guy. Mm-hmm. For 30-30 so, shortstop. Right. Yeah, yeah, not thirty thirty guy, but so he he was the first to really bring the power aspect to the shortstop position. Well, I, I would say uh, Cal Ripken and Ernie Banks were the first to bring the power to the position, and okay. Robin Yount I would throw in there too. But Barry Larkin was the first all around. Like those other guys I just said, never stole bases. Where all of a sudden Barry Larkin was the consummate threat, and he bat first in your lineup one day and bat fourth the next day. You know, depending on who's out there pitching. So, I, I, if you really truly look at great baseball players. I think shortstops and catchers and second basemen need to get a little break on their offensive production. 
because obviously 295 with 198 career home runs is maybe not Hall of Fame worthy. But for a gold glove caliber uh, shortstop, absolutely it is. So Barry Larkin, congratulations. Any problem with any of the other guys uh, not making it? Jack Morris Jack and Morris. Jeffrey Bagwell? Jack Morris, without question, deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He won the most games in the 1980s. He won. He had the most complete games in the 1980s. And he was the number one starter, the number one starter, for three different World Championship baseball teams. The 84 Tigers, the 91 Twins, and the 1992 Blue Jays. Look it up. He was, so there you go. That guy, three, number one starter on three different World Series winning teams and the best pitcher of the 1980s coach. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame already? It doesn't make sense that why he isn't in the Hall of Fame. Vote total is going up. Yeah, yeah, still keeps got going a, up. Still got a chance of getting in. Look By the at way, the era and what they did, folks. Look at the era and what they did. And Jeff Bagwell, I do think, is a Hall of Famer just for the simple fact that I don't think he was on steroids. And if you look at he played in the Astrodome, and his numbers are ridiculous comparatively when you can figure out. And when he went to that new park, his, his numbers went up again. So it shows you that if he had been in a, not in the Astrodome the first 10 years of his career, he might have had 550 homers. Real quick, this is a preview next year at this time. We'll be talking Ooh. about an inductee Dave, Dave, class. You, do you know what's coming up here? Yeah, we, we, this, we can't spend a lot of time on it, dog. we got to wind this show up. But you got Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Craig Biggio, and Kurt Schilling as the steroid area in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Stare each other down, Mono versus Mono, Frazier versus Ali. All of them are up. I, I would not vote for any of those on the first ballot. On the second ballot, I would vote for Bonds and Clemens. That's all I'm going to say about it. And I would never vote for Sammy Sosa for the Hall of Fame because I'm going to tell you this right now. Before Sammy Sosa took steroids, he was nowhere near being a Hall of Fame player, let alone being an all-star. Okay? That's Sammy Sosa without steroids would not be a Hall of Fame player. There it is, the big dog live in studio. Great to have you here, dog. We will get into it tomorrow, start breaking down some of the NFL big games coming up this weekend, Football Friday, of course. Dog and the coach wishing everybody an outstanding day out there. David Olson, thank you so much. Two guys and a mic. Signing off. See you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late.